Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, true believers, and welcome back to Disney Plus Us, the weekly version where we talk about shows on that there Disney Plus streaming service. I'm one of your hosts, Griffin Tunnell, Griffy D. Patton, and with me, as always, is the wonderful, fantastic, the marvelous Mr. Mitch George. How's it going? What you seek is seeking you, Griffin, and what I'm seeking is to understand what the hell next week is going to be. Next week's going to be chaos, man. Also, I can't get to give you a big fat I told you so. But before we get there, remember Look, both... We, we were both right about a number of things, but let's get there. This is, I'm very proud of what we got right about this show. And by that, I mean almost everything. Um, <laughs> remember, folks, we are talking about Miss Marvel Episode 5, uh, Time and Again. Uh, we are going full spoilers for this, starting right off the bat. This is going to be full reactionary. No review of and a recap of the plot like we normally do in the big episodes go watch the episode and come back if you don't want spoilers in three two one more live action terra genesis we got it oh my god like it was just straight up terra genesis 100 they got they got blipped by the crys cr cr crystallization i don't know what you want to call that uh and then uh yeah cameron did the thing but they did the thing they do with every Marvel show, and the villain now has powers that are the same thing as the goddamn hero, even though I don't know if he's a villain, and I don't know what this last episode's going to be, because everything happened here that we expected to happen next week. Right? So now we're doing the opposite thing of most Marvel shows of like, okay, we know what the finale's going to be. I have no clue what's happening. This is such a weird place to be in with Marvel. Like, I have not legitimately been in this position since WandaVision of... Most of these episodes, I'm like, okay, I'm really curious to see what happens next. I'm really intrigued. I'm just full hype for next week. Just full, unabashed hype of what could they possibly do, because this is so awesome. Yeah, I... It was... Like, I expected this whole episode to just be partition. Like, I expected this to be Kamala's trip to the past. She ends up being the one that saves her grandmother, a whole kit, cat and caboodle. Uh, and we did see that, and we saw a lot of partition, and uh, reading up on that, they did actually suit, uh, shoot those scenes on location in Thailand with hundreds of extras, which really gave it a, a sense of scope and scale that, honestly, we've kind of been, I've kind of, I've personally been missing from some of these um, Disney Plus shows that have, you know, used this technology that was developed for The Mandalorian, I can't remember the name of it. It has a name. I know it uses the Unreal Engine. I don't remember yeah. what it's called. There's some, the, the, the bubble thing they invented for for it. Mandalorian that they've been using for everything on Disney Plus since then. Because um, I think they've announced the Percy Jackson series is going to be the first to use the one that they've built in Vancouver at ILM. Partially. They are do, also doing some stuff on location. Okay. So it, it's one of those things of a lot of these shows have started to feel like they're made in a bubble. Uh, this did not feel that way. It, it it had the appropriate scope to it, which I think was necessary to accurately portray what is a very traumatizing point in the history of both India and Pakistan. Um, yeah, I, I love um, that we've... Sorry, go ahead. I really loved this episode of C that I personally have no idea if they portrayed it very well or not because I don't know anything no. about that. I'm never going to pretend to know anything about that. But I really loved how they told Aisha and... Uh, Kamala's stories and how they intertwined, how 
Kamala is like a big part of her character. Her identity has always been her family and her connection to her family. And throughout this episode, and it's very much the same way at the beginning of the Miss Marvel comic book, she very is very disconnected from them. And this felt so much of that. Oh, here's the connection. Here is her coming into her own. Here is her accepting herself, her family accepting her and her powers. And now she's going to go on to be the best superhero she could be with the full support of her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it was interesting here too. And I made note of this that uh, we didn't see Kamala for the first like 19 minutes of this episode. It was very much the Aisha and Hassan show. Like it, it and it was great to see, like I, I was off put when Kamala was just dropped into the past. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. This isn't about her family. This is about her. And then it becomes a story about her and, I think it very quickly got to the point of, okay, yeah, she was the trail of stars that led her grandmother back to her great-grandfather. And Which we all knew was coming. It made sense. We, yeah, you could see that one coming a mile away. But her powers were, di- like, I can't tell if that was a different manifestation of her power or just a lingering effect of the platform she tried to make. I think. But either was, way, it was cool. I think it was her, it was uh, Nani. Um, mm. I think it was her interacting with it that caused it to interesting start yeah i can see that like we've seen throughout this that like the the power manifests differently for different people to some extent like you know we're gonna have comrade didn't look like that at the end comrade have the exact same powers because that's what you do in marvel when you introduce a character but which honestly at this point isn't even like there was a thing i've i've gone through a wave with this trope with marvel of at first, I was like, "Okay, this is happening." Then I got really annoyed by it. Now I, now I love it. Like I'm on the, it's like it's campy. I'm just used to it. Let's it's just roll it out. It's super campy. Yeah, it is. It is definitely part of the Marvel camp. That's for sure. It's, it's kind of the thing um, of like you can't fault something for what it doesn't have. You can yeah, you kind of you, you got to judge it based on its laurels and what it is, as opposed to what it isn't. And what it is is a story about family, and we see that here with. Kamala facing her mother and her grandmother after they discover her, she has powers and her mom dis- discovers that she's nightlight. Um, there, there, there's, there's some interesting family moments here. The, the thing I didn't re- that didn't really sell the family thing to me was Namja just up and, you know, sacrificing herself for Kamran. Like she ditched him like less than a day ago. And now, like, she's going to sacrifice her life for this guy or this kid that she wanted nothing to do with, like, six hours ago. I I don't get it. I thought for sure some weird thing was going to happen, like, she was going to take over his body or something. Like, I thought for Mm. sure this was going to be some weird crap of, like, this was one of those things that was, like, I am, you have to fully suspend disbelief for this. And even then, it's still, like, rough. Like, this was a weird choice. I mean, I also called a, a... a thing in that uh, this movie does not care about the time travel rules settled in Avengers Endgame because like yeah you can affect the past and be part of your past and nothing will happen bad and yeah your grandmother doesn't remember being carried through the train station by you 50 60 years ago like yeah whatever it's no big deal like but it there is a there is a point where you have to suspend disbelief for this but there there is some stuff it's like yeah they didn't uh they they were full steam ahead out of this station to uh, to land at the finale and uh, Look, they do respect made some it. exceptions. Hear me out. They do respect it though because they didn't go through the quantum timeline changing stuff that they did in Endgame. 
Like, this is very specifically through the relic. So, theoretically, that could make it different. I'm just saying. Maybe it's also something like the endgame stuff happened pre-Loki, and this happened post-Loki when the timelines are fucked anyway and the multiverse exists. So, it's Look, it's time travel. Nothing matters. It's time travel. None of this matters. It's all made up. None of this is all just for entertainment purposes. It's time travel. And we're sitting here talking about it like it's science. It's time travel and it's the multiverse. Nothing matters. Anything could just get explained away with a single word. Also, magic exists. So, like, we're, we're, it doesn't matter. Logic doesn't mean anything in Marvel. No, but it's okay because this was fun. Like, it was, this wasn't, this series has probably. Depending on what happens in the finale, because this is the first time we're coming to a finale, and I can't... All I can predict is some confrontation between Kamran and Kamala, where he probably has a meltdown over his mother dying, but, like, mm-hmm. she was also an asshole to him, so, like, I don't understand where the motivation is going to be for him to, I don't know, try and bring down the veil to return to the land of his mother or something. Could I don't it? know. It just doesn't feel like there's motivation there. I'm wondering if he's not going to be an antagonist next week. If we're going to go back to the Department of Damage Control being the the antagonists. Which, if we are, I will once again say I was right. I hope so. And I hope there's something revealed in a post credit scene of... I'm just going to... I don't want to say Fury, so I'm going to go with uh, Monica Rambo showing up from... uh, sword and they've got some department of damage control agents in custody and it turns out that they're scrolls or something mm-hmm. like that's i want to start seeing us build towards this wider universe and how this is going to work out and we know monica's story ends in wandavision with her discovering that the scrolls are around and the furies in space and it has to play into the plot of both secret invasion and the marvels which i think we're getting secret invasion first I know we don't have a confirmed release window, but I, I expect that to be the case. And if so... The timeline of all of these things has changed since the original announcement, so it's all kind yeah. of weird up in the air. But I do think we're going to yeah. get a little bit of that. I could totally see Monica. I still think we're getting Carol. Um, I do also want to talk about one thing in this episode that was so cheesy. Ridiculously cheesy, and I absolutely loved it and it's when her mom picks up the necklace it's like it's broken. oh god that was <laughs> it's got the hell. lightning bolt well that's the other thing too we're back on this trope of the hero not getting their costume until the last episode I like love come it. on I love it. dude the reveal is i the, do what i don't like going back through marvel the marvel shows when re-watching wandavision in particular when she gets her costume it feels so earned and it, that one it does that one i will to, agree with you and I'm t- marking my words next week. It's going to feel so earned when she gets her. It's not though. It's not, it's not because Brian is going to open his closet and it's just going to be there. And she'd be like, that's so cool. And then we're going to go to the next scene. I'm still not like, there's not, I don't there's think he's going to pay off to it. I don't think he's going to be the one to give it to her. Who do you think built or I think it's designed be, the suit well, her I, dad. No, I think it's going to be Carol. Now I think I mark my words. This is my prediction. Like, it's, that's going to be the final shot of the show is them talking, her giving her the suit, like kind of like uh, in Ultimate Spider-Man Miles Morales. I can totally see it being like that's the final thing for this show if she gets her suit from Carol and then we who knows what's next. Because they got to have <sighs> some sort of connection going into the Marvels other than just fangirl. 
Yes, but also I that's why I feel like that connection is going to be through Sword, right? I feel like that's going to be her in to the relationship with Carol is something to do with Monica Rambeau and the scrolls or something cuz we still don't know what the end, what the plot of the Marvels is going to be and I feel like it's going to tie into Secret Invasion. It's going to tie into the scrolls. That makes sense based on where we left Carol in her movie and where we left Monica at the end of WandaVision. And we know these three characters are coming together for that movie. So I mean, maybe that's maybe that's how she does get the suit is like because I'm, I'm let's still roll with the Carol theory here. Like sure. she's not. She knows she has to know sword exists. So maybe she's, Carol or yeah, Carol like Kamala. Yeah. Carol like it was her oh, best absolutely. friend running it that started it. Like and we also don't we also don't know what like we know the relationship is rocky between monica and carol but we haven't explored that yet so that'll be interesting to see but in the also theory's a part of it too so like she True. has to have some connection there so maybe they make the suit for her and that's how it ends up like i just i do think we're getting it we're gonna get the suit from carol in this like or maybe from her but, mom. i mean we've seen i i could totally see it being her dad of like her dad knew this whole time that she was this nightlight character that. i and, would love that like, because her, that's the one thing I, I wish we'd gotten more of is her relationship with her father, because it's so important in the comics. And it's OK yeah, for it's anyone who has played Marvel's Avengers, the game, it's very important there as well. And I feel like we haven't explored that enough in this show. We've got a lot of her with her mom and a lot of her, like her with her faith. We haven't gotten as much with her and her dad. I feel like her story with her dad got swapped with her mom. It does feel that way to an extent. And I, yeah. li- I actually really like it. I really like it for what they've done with this character, what they're rolling with this character of it's about the bangle. It's about her mom and her grandmother. And I do really think that's interesting here. I also just really love this version of her dad. Who's so overly supportive and fantastic and wonderful. And absolutely. That's why I wanted to be him who makes her the costume. Cause it would make, just make sense of like, Oh yeah, I knew this whole time. Like, what are you guys talking about? I was just being cool. (laughs) Like, that'd be great. And it would be a way for them to do it early enough in the episode that she has it for the final conflict. Because it would be kind of, it would be a bit of a, it would be a hype moment if Carol or Sword or anybody shows up and gives her this costume. But you would have to go from that hype moment to whatever the final confrontation is. Because if you've seen trailers, she is in her costume and there is a conflict. So... Yeah, I, I, I don't me, want I it to the, just be we fight the government, but if that's the case, I'm still excited to see what we get next I, week. I don't know. We fight the government is real fucking poignant right now. <laughs> yeah, they might not have planned that, but it worked out if that is the case. Hey, look at the fiasco with Kenobi. I mean, they don't. They, you can't plan for yeah. these things. Yeah. Either way, like I'm, I'm really happy with the show. Like. We made, we forgot last week, and we got to bring it up this week. The change in the end credit scene, or not yeah. the end credits, the, the credits. I and the love. and the title card sequence and the title card sequence. Yeah, it's so good, right? Oh, okay. Before we get off of that, we cannot, and I I emphasize, we cannot dismiss what they did to the Marvel Studios opening oh my god yeah like that when it just went back to like the 40s i'm just like oh this is perfect and i didn't know i needed this until right now that you've brought up a very good point that i wanted to say they need to change that that up more yes i'm, I'm saying full on like you know how disney will change the castle based off of the movie of like yep. you know, that they need to start doing that with the marvel studios I think they're going to. We've seen a little bit of that. Like, we do see a change per movie to, like, highlight the characters that are in it. 
but I'm I'm with you. I mean, like we need more, to see like, it be need, more yeah. like this. Like we need to see more like this. Because very honestly, I'm starting to get annoyed with the the Marvel intro. Of, like, don't get me wrong, it's cool and great and awesome and whatnot, but it's boring at this point. The change it set is a so benchmark cool. when it happened, but now it's the change that we see that makes us get excited for it. And like I think that that was the perfect setup for this. In Loki, when it changes green, like it doesn't have to be much, but it's so worth it when you change it. I mean, they changed it for Chadwick Boseman when he unfortunately passed away on Black Panther, right? The whole thing is just him. And I'm okay with more of that. Take more risks. Be more stylish with this stuff because we've seen that work successfully for other Marvel properties that are not Marvel Studios. Look at Into the Spider-Verse. That did such an interesting thing with that character. And I feel like Marvel Studios can start taking more risks in a similar vein. Like, give me, give me a Howard the Duck animated series on Disney+, Plus because why not? I mean, Seth Green is sitting right there. He lost his NFT or whatever the hell that was. He needs the money. Like, I think we've been talking, we've talked a lot about how like Marvel needs to do more with what they've got. They can't just keep making action movies. And I think we're seeing that. We've been seeing that since WandaVision, but especially with Miss Marvel very much being a family teen drama show, far more than it is a Marvel action show. And with the news about what we're going to be getting for She-Hulk, if it's like the antithesis to most superhero stuff yeah i am so excited for this kind of stuff like this this has the potential to make a whole new era of marvel be something entirely different and everything about that sounds awesome yeah i know i know marvel fatigue especially this year has been a real thing when i talk to family and friends just like oh yeah have you watched what if they're like no why it's animated that's not marvel or have you watched Miss Marvel? It's like, eh, I want to, but like, I'm kind of burnt out on the whole Marvel thing. And now we got to go see Thor in theaters so we don't get spoiled to stuff. Also keep an ear out for our Thor Love and Thunder podcast next Tuesday, probably. Yeah. When those drop. Yeah. So that will be fun. We have a fun guest lined up. It's going to be good times. Um, but yeah, it's it's Marvel. hard because this is this is the year this is the first like this is the year for marvel studios where we've gotten the most hours from marvel studios ever just between disney plus and, and theatrical releases so it's it's something they're gonna have to be careful with because i mean reports have come out that miss marvel has some of the lowest viewership of any of the marvel shows i do think that might be you know I think partially motivated by the character, which, you know, go, you know, suck a lemon if you don't like this character or the fact that it's portraying a faith that is not your own. I'm sorry, back up. Go suck a lemon. That's a thing. It's not, but I also didn't want to just flat out say go fuck yourself. But I guess I just did. So <laughs> I mean, the amount of times we've told them to go fuck off is I'm trying to be nicer on the internet, but yeah, don't like give it a chance. This is a great show. What I want people to take away from this show is that people are, there are things in this world that you do not know that you do not understand and you can broaden your horizons and learn something. And it can still be in the vein of, you know, punchy action, Marvel chasing glowy, punchy fisty times. Yeah. I mean, I, I keep coming back to it and I, I have a broken record at this point about it, but the fact that I get to learn about different cultures now through Marvel, through freaking Marvel, and it may not be actually learning different things about it. It may be pointing me to a thing I don't know about and me having to do the research myself, but I love it. I, you yeah. still get that. And I wish more shows did that. Like I have 
watched a bunch of stuff now that's like, oh man, hey, maybe I'll go look into that. Maybe I'll go look into this, yada, yada, yada. And it's, it's really cool that we get that now. Most of the time it just has me go and say, I got to read more comics. I mean, the other two. Uh, also, I just, one last thing, because we kind of glossed over it, but the ending with Comrade going to, to Bruno, like he doesn't know what's going on. They're trying to be all buddy-buddy. He has nowhere to go. And then he realizes he's, been, he's actually been calling him by the wrong name this whole time and, and does feel bad. Makes me think he's not the bad guy in the finale right? and he's going to end up being an ally to Kamala. But I really do think that the, who the knows villain, at this point? I think really do think that the villain is going to be that one uh, damage control lady who's just an absolute horrible person. I hope so. And then it's revealed that she's like a bad scroll from a bad scroll faction. I don't need that. I just want her to just be evil. Because she's that's such a, like, she's just, frankly, she's literally just horrible. Oh, what if she's, like, the queen scroll that is, like, behind Secret Invasion? I know they've got, there's rumors that that's the character that Amelia Clark is playing in the Secret Invasion show. But, like, what if? I have a concern with, I almost feel like them making that character a scroll would cheapen it. I can understand that, yeah. And I don't want them to do that. Like Fair I enough. like I want them to bring the scrolls into this somehow. Uh, but I don't think that's where you bring them in. Yeah, it would it would be good to just portray government as being bad. Mr. Wilson. The guidance the, counselor? The guidance, what's the guidance? That would be hilarious. Oh my that would be funny. <laughs> of just Bruno leaves his office to say thanks, but no thanks, I'm not going to Caltech. And then it turns out he's a scroll and he reports to Fury. Yeah, that would be amazing. You need this kid. If we've predicted this, I want I want something from the audience. I don't know what. This is when we need it to be on YouTube or Twitch or something so we can clip these things out. One, it's good to promo the show. But two, we can hold ourselves accountable to when we get shit like this right. Maybe I'll actually... Which is, like, very rarely. Right. But yeah, I, I'm excited for next week. Next week's going to be so fun. I'm, we'll be talking about well, it's Thor just next to week. Come we'll to, this next week. Oh, my God. It's fun to be getting to a Marvel, to a Disney Plus finale and not knowing what's going to happen. That's what I want. I want to be surprised. Yeah, I'm also just, I'm also concerned it'll let us down, but I'll take the surprise if it means let, being let down. Mm -hmm. With that, that feels like a good place to, to wrap up this week's talk about Miss Marvel. Also, by the way, we have talked about Aven the Avengers game surprisingly little throughout these last few weeks. I'm really proud I've of us. I brought it up more than once, okay? Yes, but we haven't... It is a non-zero reference to that game. Yes, but we haven't like fully taken over the conversation to talk about that game, and I'm proud of us for that. That was the game I played the most last... No, two years ago? When did that game come out? Uh, Two years ago? Two years ago, right? It's it the game I played the most, and it came out in like, September, so that shows you something. And it also shows you something when they release a new character. I'm like, oh, that's just a copy of another character. I'm not going to boot this game up. So. Um, let's see. It was in August 14th, 2020. That was a while. The dark times. Yeah. Anyways, you can keep an eye out for other content. We are talking about Thor Love and Thunder next week. Heck yes. It's going to be a great time. But before that happens, Mitch, where can people find us? As long as you're not flicking too hard, you can find us over on Twitter at D plus us. You can find Griffin at Griffy Dpad. That's G-R-I-F-F-I-D-P-A-D. I am all over the internet at Mr. Mitch George. Links can be found at MitchGeorge.com. 
yeah, keep an eye out for other stuff. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. We enjoy talking about this every week, and we hope you enjoy listening. Uh, it would mean the world if you could go in, rate and review us over on iTunes and or Spotify. Uh, it does help us get this podcast out to more people. Uh, with that, we're going to set aside. Seriously, folks, thank you for hanging out with us. We love doing this. We hope that you we have made your day even just a slightly tiny bit better. Maybe That's the dist- goal. Maybe distraction, maybe laughing at our stupidity, whatever it is. We hope we've made you smile. We will see you all next week. But until then, have a magical day. Excelsior.